Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So if it's all right with you guys, I kind of want to keep talking sports video games and video games and Madden here just for a little bit. Don't worry, we'll talk plenty of Chiefs here. we got two hours left. Because I got a lot of text. A lot of people agreeing with me, a lot of people disagreeing with me. And then during the commercial break, I thought, man, why'd I say that about Oregon Trail? That's just silly. Now, don't disrespect Oregon Trail. It is a top 10 greatest video game anytime any genre ever made still to this day. But to say that it's the best, nah, I'm just wrong about that. Like, is it better than Zelda? No, it's not better than Zelda. Is it better than... Mario 3? Nah, it's probably not better than Mario 3, which in my opinion is the best of the three Marios. But I actually think, now that I've had a little bit of time, Tetris. What are you shaking your head at? Tetris is the best video game of all I time? I think so. Because I've played a lot of hours of Tetris. I like Tetris. Well, why do you think you've played a lot of hours? Because it doesn't suck. I'm sure there's been plenty of video games that you pick up and put down immediately, and you're like, why did I ever buy this? I'm not saying that Tetris is the most advanced. I'm not saying that it's the most exciting, but I think it's the most consistent, right? Which should inherently make it the best, if not at least a top five. I mean, it's got a lot of replayability factor. Yeah. You're right about that. That's all that... I'd be, willing, I'd be willing to bet, and you can check this out, that Tetris has sold more copies maybe than any other video game because of its simplicity, because of its basicness, because of its lack of need for advancement. Honestly, you could bust out a Game Boy right now, put in a black and white version of Tetris from 1986, and I'd be playing for the next couple of hours. I do believe that Tetris is the best video game ever made. I mean, to look it up, the top-selling video game of all time is apparently Minecraft. Okay. And then Grand Theft Auto V. Okay. And then, would you believe it, Tetris at number oh, three. Oh, that's, that's according crazy. according to some Wikipedia article, but. Not to mention, all these other video games that you're going to tell me are top five, top ten, selling, grossing, netting of all time are going to be within the last handful of years because video games have gotten a lot more expensive. That's how it works. Back in my day, Grant, when I used to walk to school in the snow up and down both ways. Back in my day, when I had the Nintendo. Man, I'm pretty sure that you got the Nintendo system, like the original NES, with the original Mario Brothers, and it came with Duck Hunt. And I think my parents might have paid like $70 at the time. And I'm pretty sure now that a Nintendo will cost you 
about that same amount because they've, you know, the switch and all that. What's old is new again. What's new is old again. So they've gone back and like, I'm actually getting more text than I thought for people that say they still play their Nintendo. Now I'm also getting a handful of texts that say you realize that your Levine's list had no video games newer than like 1995. Look, I understand that. There are some people that like myself, they still enjoy a good sports video game. They still enjoy good graphics, a good first-person shooter game, a good fighting game, whatever it is. But I don't necessarily play it myself. I can't tell you the last time. All those games that you mentioned, Grant, what would you tell me was the number one selling game of all time? Minecraft. Never played it. Don't even know how. Honestly, I have no idea what's going on in that game. Is it even different than Roblox? And I'm not trying to play stupid here. I have no idea. Is that, are, those two, are those two different things? I think they're pretty similar. I never played Roblox. I played a good deal of Minecraft in my day, but I have honestly no idea the similarities. Nerd. Well, then why don't you explain to us real quick what's going on? Like, don't you, what do you build? It's like, it, the way that I see it from a layman's perspective, it's like SimCity, but the graphics are just more blocky and weird, and you have to actually pay for stuff. Am I missing something? Yeah, it's like, kind of like... What is Minecraft? It's kind of like video game Legos or something. Okay. Where you, like, build stuff, and you can make castles and stuff like that. Are you over it, or are you currently playing this game? Uh, I played a lot during quarantine, when we first had the shutdown, right at the start of COVID. That's crazy to me. That's but crazy. That's just, that, that just it blows my mind. Now, it'd probably be crazy for some people that I could still open up a PC and play a good game of Solitaire and be entertained by it. Those cards jump out at the screen at you at the very end. I'll celebrate every single time, damn it. What are the other video games, just out of curiosity? Now you've kind of wet my whistle because I'm thinking something in the Mario series has to be in there, right? Like, Super Mario Bros. is top is six. Okay, the original? 1985. Yeah. And in my opinion, the best Mario Brothers of all is Mario 3. I think it goes Mario 3, Mario 1, Mario 2. For those that are stuck like me back in the NES days. And if anybody out there is driving around right now and remembers Mario 2, W-T-H was going on in that game. What in the hell was happening? Because Mario 1, everybody knows. Turtles, mushrooms, little bugs, pipes. That's the game. Mario 3, turtles, bugs, pipes. They introduced like that uh, that flying suit and Yoshi and there's some fun stuff, right? It makes sense. Mario 2? What the hell? What was going on in that game? It was like themed over in the Middle East and you could pick different. It was just, I digress. I have no idea what was going on in that particular game. What's your favorite video game of all time of any genre? 913 Seven six ten. We're talking about it because John Madden passed away earlier today at the age of 85. Speaking of Madden and great NFL coaches, I'm looking at the coach of the year odds, according to Las Vegas, and something jumped out at me. So the favorite to win the award is Bill Belichick, and I think he's going to end up with the award, and here's why. The way this award works, it's not how good of a job you did. It's how good of a job you did compared to what the public thought you were going to do. Right, So if they thought you were going to win five games and you end up winning 11 or 12, well, then you overachieved, right? If you're, say, Andy Reid and Vegas thought you were going to win 12 games and you end up winning 13 or whatever it turns out to be, it's like, well, okay, you were great. You were really, really accomplished. But compared to what we thought you were going to be, you really weren't that much better. That's how these type of awards work. 
I do think Bill Belichick deserves it. Heading into this season, I thought the Patriots were an afterthought. I thought they were a non-playoff team. I thought they were the third, maybe the worst team in their entire division. And it turns out that they're in all likelihood going to make the playoffs. And maybe some people would say they're the biggest threat to the Chiefs. They got Bill Belichick. They've been there, done that. Their defense has been remarkable the second half of the season. So I'd give that award to Bill Belichick. But here's what stood out to me. Matt LaFleur, the head coach of the Green Bay Packers, his odds to win the award are three to one. So he's got a real good chance to win it. LaFleur's chances are three to one. Belichick's chances are one to one. The next closest coach, Zach Taylor, is 11 to one. So you're throwing your money away unless you want to take a double digit long shot. What do you all think Andy Reid is? What do you think his odds are right now based on everything that I just said? Now that I told you kind of how you have to win this award based on expectations, not your entire body of work or anything like that. What do, what do you all think Andy's odds should be? I'm looking at it right now. 38 to 1. That's a slap in the face. That's offensive. That's hurtful. How is that possible? So the best team in the NFC that's going to end up the one seed that we knew was going to be good at the beginning of the year, the Green Bay Packers, their coach still has a chance to win coach of the year when our guy's almost 40 to one to win it. Why? I think Andy's job that he's done this year has probably been the best job that he's done his entire time here in Kansas City. I don't know. Maybe that first time he took him to the playoffs coming off a two-win season, now that I think about it, that's probably the most impressive job. He did, you know, win the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Pretty damn good. But the job that he's done this year, it would have been easy to fold up the tent and just say, well, we're going to make the playoffs. We're going to coast. We don't need to win the division. We can go on the road, win playoff games. And now they've won count them one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games in a row. They're going to be favorites in their last two. It's all gravy, baby. Let's go out to the phone lines. Is it Ludo? Ludo, you're on 610 Sports Radio. What's up, man? Hey, what's up, Sean? I miss you on the drive, brother. It's good to hear you. Thanks, dude. I appreciate that. What's on your mind, man? Well, talking about the coach of the year, I can make a good argument for Andy Reid. Right. Because he started three and four and overcome that adversity at three and four when everybody, you know, all the uh, bandwagoners, so to speak, were jumping off. Yeah. Um, to overcome that adversity and be back where Vegas thought they should be, I think there's a lot to be said about that. And also, with the uh, video game talk, I don't know if you if you guys already covered this. No, but, go ahead. Uh, Mike, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out was a great game. I think it was ahead of its time. I think it might have been the first Nintendo game to actually feature a uh, professional uh, sports figure on that. So not, o- not only, Ludo, brain. not only, brother, did we cover it, but going into a break, so I did an impromptu Levine's list. I found out that Matt had passed away, so I thought I got to do what I do, which is make a list of the best sports video games of all time. And then I told people what number one was before I even got to number 10. I was like, the best is Matt is, uh, is Mike Tyson's punch out. Hands down, bar none, not even close. Whatever you think is the second best video game, we can argue that. But Mike Tyson's punch out, is, and I'm not talking about the arcade version. I'm talking about the home version. Ludo, I even asked people earlier today. I said to them, I said, hey, if you remember the code to get to Mike Tyson, text me. I got 20 texts. 007-373-5963. By far the best sports video game of all time. Here's your odds. Belichick is even money. Lafleur 
is three to one. Sean McVay is twelve to one. Frank Reich, sixteen to one. Cliff Kingsbury, like, let's be real. Why is Cliff Kingsbury ahead of Andy Reid to win Coach of the Year? I know I'm a homer. I know I got my red shades on. Whatever. Has Cliff Kingsbury done a better job coaching his team this year? His team's every bit as talented. That team is stacked. I know they got off to a great start. But since the Chiefs have won their last eight games, that team's three and five out in the desert. What are we doing here? I'm going to read you a list. Every one of these coaches has better odds of winning coach of the year than our guy, according to Las Vegas. There should be two names that I read to you right now. Bill Belichick, Matt LaFleur, and then Andy Reid's name should come up. Here's what Vegas tells us. Belichick has the best odds, then LaFleur, McVay, Reich, Kingsbury, Zach Taylor, Mike Vrabel, Brandon Staley, y'all. The Chargers coach. Seriously. What are we doing? What are we doing? The coach of the year. Brandon Staley's been a better coach this year than Andy Reid. By what measurement? Mike McCarthy, Bruce Arians, Sean Payton. Yo, how about this one? Brian Flores of the Dolphins. I get it. They're also on a really good winning streak. They also started the season one and seven. Sean McDermott. Yo, Sean McDermott, the Bills coach at the beginning of the year, the Bills and the Chiefs were the two best that the, the most likely teams to represent the conference in the Super Bowl. How is Sean McDermott a better odds than Andy Reid? All right, I'm pissed off. I got to take a break. That's Grant. I'm Sean. We'll keep talking sports. 610 Sports Radio. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Good evening to you. In for Jay Binkley, I am Sean Levine, Grant Nicholson, and I taking you up until 9 o'clock right here on Bink at Night, 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and all of the world streaming on the Odyssey app. By the way, Grant, you need to check out my new show on the BetQL Network. It comes on Saturdays from 4 to 6, and here's the beauty of it. You can see my beautiful face. Yes, you can listen to it if you'd like to. Here locally, it's on 1660. It's broadcast all over the country, but if you have the Twitch app and you go to twitch.tv backslash betql, you can actually see me do the show. So 
I like that, but I don't love it. There's a reason that I got into radio and not TV. One, let's be honest, I'm not the best looking guy in the world. And two, I don't like the shave, if at all possible. You show up in like a suit and tie and everything? No. Dressed to the nines? No, but I don't show up in like tie-dye flip-flops and SpongeBob pajama pants. Oh, that's not true. <laughs> I, I'm lying to you. I don't want to lie. I do show up in SpongeBob pajama pants and flip-flops because you can only see me from, waist up. from the waist up. Yep. Yeah, so, I mean... I know some dudes that are doing it in boxers, bro, for being completely honest. I got the respect to at least have on a pair of pants while I'm doing it and some flip-flops. But, yeah, that comes on Saturdays. It's called Tapped Out. We talk fighting on the BetQL Network. I'm going to read a couple of your texts. Keep them rolling in at 913-576-7610. John Madden, if you haven't heard, if you're just now tuning in, the great coach, the great broadcaster, the guy who the most successful sports video game series in the history of our country named after passed away this morning unexpectedly at the age of 85. I think if we started to make a Mount Rushmore, the most important people in the history of the NFL or the most recognizable people in the history of the NFL, you start with John Madden. I don't know who, you are, who the other three heads you would have on there, but John Madden certainly has to be one of them. All this video game talk, I'm getting nostalgic. It's taking me back to the day and it reminded me that the Nintendo, when my parents got it for us, when did Nintendo come out? Like 88, 89, whatever it was. And it came with, like I said earlier, the original Mario Brothers. And then on that same game was Duck Hunt. And Duck Hunt was way ahead of its time. It's crazy to think that one of the games you could play you could control a little guy jumping up and down by, by hitting left or right or A or B. That's pretty damn cool in itself in 1989. The other one, you could sit on your couch and shoot a gun toward your TV and get a duck. And then that damn dog in the corner did his thing, but I don't like that dog. But we don't have to talk about him. That was pretty good. Now, it never worked. And you didn't have like a 60-inch flat screen high def like you do now. You had like a 20-inch box that you had to go up to it and push it just to turn it on or off. And you had to have your channel on channel 3 just for the video game to appear. And you had to take that gun and literally press the tip of it up against your television screen just to get a duck. But I digress. It was pretty impressive for back in the day. And then I remember I got greedy and Christmas came around and I saw a movie that was called Wiz. Anybody out there remember the movie Wiz? 913-576-7610. It starred the kid from the Wonder Years. I can't remember. Uh, Fred Savage. Back when, like, Fred Savage, if you had a role for a 10 to 15-year-old kid, he got it. And it was when Mario 3 first came out. And I remember seeing that movie in the theaters and thinking to myself as a, like, 10-year-old sports machine, however old I was, this is the greatest movie that I've ever seen. This movie should win an Academy Award. Fred Savage should win the best actor, and I can't wait to get Mario 3. Anybody else remember that movie, Wiz? I think it was called Wiz. I keep wanting to say The Wiz, but I remember The Wiz was like the remake of The Wizard of Oz. This looks like it was called The Wizard. The Wizard. In 1989. That's how much I loved it. I can't even call it by the right damn name. The Wizard. Thank you. And it was when Mario 3 first came out, and I thought that it was the greatest thing I've ever seen, but then they introduced this thing called the Power Glove. And the technology just wasn't there, Grant. What it was was like, instead of having a controller, you actually had this glove, and it looked super dope, 
and you put it on and you look like the Terminator. And in theory, you could use the glove to control your video game. Well, theory is good if it works, which it didn't. I ain't going to lie to you guys. And I have no idea why I still have my power glove. I'm dead honest with you. You know how you got your crap drawer probably to the left of the sink that has like some old tape that you haven't used in 20 years, some old wires to an old PC, a box of matches, maybe a dead lighter. You know that drawer? In my drawer, my power glove's still in there. And I can't get rid of it because the thing just looks so dope. It just didn't work. (laughs) 913-576-7610. Don't worry, we'll talk cheese, but I want to keep talking video games because John Madden passed away earlier today at the age of 85. Sometimes I feel like I'm stuck in my own childhood. Like whenever I talk sports video games, I realize that I didn't give you anything that's come out in the last 15 years. It's because I've tried to play the video game systems as they've evolved. And I had to stop a Nintendo 64. And I'm not saying I've never played a PlayStation or a PS2 or an Xbox or the Dreamcast back in the day or any of those different things. I've tried them all. I gave them a shot. Didn't like them. Some of them only played once, picked it up, put it down, said it's not for me. But in my opinion, if we're not talking the original NES or the original Sega Genesis and the question What's the best video game system ever made? Give me the Nintendo 64. I know it's not a popular option, but give me the Nintendo 64. 64 bits. Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball. Goldeneye. Trying to think what else we played on there. Let's go to the phone lines. Brandon, you're on 610 Sports Radio. What's up, Brandon? Hey, man, a um, couple things. Uh, so when you were talking about the Mount Rushmore of NFL, yeah. I just had a few few names that just kind of came to Obviously, there's way more than this, but what kind of jumped out at me was obviously Madden. Yeah. Um, I think you got Don Shula. Uh-huh. Um, I think you got Lamar Hunt. I think you got George Hallis. And then I think you got Vince Lombardi. And then beyond that, there are more people, but those, those were kind of the – <clears throat> ones that just kind of jumped out to me at, at the beginning. And then as far as the video games go, bro, <laughs> I know, I know you gotta, you gotta feel me on this. The eight bit super tech mobile. Oh, hell greatest, yeah. greatest of all time. Lawrence Taylor, Bo Jackson, Chris Nicoye, Derek Thomas, unstoppable. I never, Brandon, I never went on to win the Super Bowl. I'll admit on that game, but that's probably the game that I played more than anything else when my parents got me a Game Boy. Here's how it worked for me. So my neighbor had a Game Boy, and I thought, what? The only thing that's better than a Nintendo sitting at the crib is a Game Boy that I could play in the back of my parents' minivan in 1989? Hell yeah, please, how do I get one? And so I told my parents, I'm like, hey, Pops, they got this thing. It's a portable game system. So guess what my dad did, Grant? Now, mind you, this is the same father that, wouldn't buy me Dr. Pepper. He bought me Dr. Thunder to save a couple of bucks growing up. Mind you that just two years ago for Christmas, this is the same gentleman that bought me a No More Garcia Parra Cubs jersey for Christmas. So, like, he doesn't mind being a little cheap. What year are we talking about? Two years ago, dude. I forgot Garcia Parra. 2019? Yeah. Yeah, he got me a Garcia Parra. I was like, what? 
The reason I bring it up is because when I told my dad about a portable video game system that I wanted, oh, Mitch Levine bought me one called the Lynx. But you know what? The Lynx, it lasted like three years. Mine lasted like three days. The battery life was terrible. They made no games for them. It was ridiculously expensive, and nobody else had one, so nobody knew how to play it. But when it comes to when I eventually got my Game Boy and Super Tecmo Bowl, I couldn't put that thing down. 913-576-7610. What's the best video game system ever made? We'll talk about that on the other side. And since I posed the question, since Madden passed away earlier today, I think we would all agree, not just because he passed away today, we're supposed to say nice stuff about him, but because it's right, because it's true. If you had four heads to put on the Mount Rushmore and the history of the NFL, we'll give one to Madden. Who gets the other three? We'll talk video games. We'll talk Madden. We'll talk Chiefs right here on 610 Sports Radio. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. With Grant Nicholson, I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine, 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and all over the world, Grant, how about that, on the Odyssey app. Chiefs Bengals coming up on Sunday. The Chiefs trying to secure a home field advantage, be the number one seed, let the playoffs go through Arrowhead once again. Guy that came through Arrowhead quite a bit as the coach of the Oakland Raiders, the Los Angeles Raiders, wherever the Raiders were. The great John Madden passed away earlier today at the age of 85. So it's kind of taken this show in a different direction. We were planning on talking a lot of cheese. We've talked a lot of Madden paying his respects because I really don't think that there's a more important figure, a more recognizable figure in the history of the NFL than John Madden. And I've kind of had a rough year personally with relatives passing away, had to go to like three funerals, a couple of grandparents and uncle. And I've realized that for like, The day that you die and the day that you're buried, everybody's got really, really, really nice things to say about you, and nobody feels like they can say anything bad. And then a week later or two, they'll start crapping on your grave. In the case of John Madden, there's just not really anything bad that I've ever heard anybody say about him. The only knock that I've ever heard on John Madden is that people got a little bit tired of his shtick the same way that they did Dick Vitale, the PTPers, and bam, you know, they had. that's all you got. That's all you got. After a while, you're going to get sick of hearing all of us. Probably sick of hearing me, and I've only been on for an hour and a half tonight. In the case of Madden, not only is he one of, if not the most recognizable announcer to ever grace a booth, he also has, I believe, Grant, the highest. Was it the highest winning percentage? So it wasn't quite the highest winning percentage of all time. Some guy named Guy Chamberlain. Of course. Who, who coached in the 1920s. Ah, yes. Guy Chamberlain. He coached like 80 games or something. 78% winning percentage for Guy. Yeah, he probably coached like the Philadelphia Phillies of the NFL back in the 1800s. So if we're talking about the modern era, if we're talking about people that you've heard of, we're talking about people that have actually put together a body of work, and you're talking about football, announcers if i just said all right i'm gonna put a picture of a bunch of different football announcers up there and i'm gonna show it to people between the ages of five and 105 and see who's the most recognizable i genuinely believe 
that John Madden's name, that John Madden's face would be picked out more so than anybody else. Therefore, you could argue he's one of, if not the most successful football broadcaster, at least former player coach broadcaster of all time. I know he's not Jim Nance. I know he's not Al Michaels, some of these other guys. But if you're talking about a guy that was actually in the trenches, which Jim Nance wasn't, breaking news, Al Michaels never coached an NFL team. He went to journalism school. Nobody's been as important in the booth calling football games than John Madden, whether you're thinking more recent with Tony Romo, whether you're thinking with Pat Summerall, whoever your guy is or was, he was not as good or as popular or as recognizable as John Madden in the booth. So we're talking about he was as good at his profession as anybody. Think about that. Then as a football coach before that, he literally had the best winning percentage of any NFL coach that I've ever heard of because I never heard of that Chamberlain guy that Grant just made up. I know Will Chamberlain. I don't know if this guy Chamberlain you're talking about slept with 20,000 women, but apparently he was a really good football coach. He wasn't John Madden. John Madden had a 76.3% winning percentage. Think about that. He won three out of every four games he coached. That's better than Bill Belichick. If you just go by winning percentage for NFL head coaches, which in my opinion is a pretty good way to judge them, you know, how many games did this guy win versus lose? You could argue that John Madden was the best NFL coach of all time. No, I get it. He didn't win all those Super Bowls and he wasn't there for as long as a guy like Bill Belichick or Don Shuler or some of these other guys. So he didn't win as many games. But because you won more games, that's just longevity. How great you are when you were there, whether it was a year or 50 years. How many of those games did you win? What percentage of those games did you win? Nobody won a higher percentage than John Madden. So you could argue he's one of the greatest NFL coaches of all time. And then when it comes to video games and video game series in the United States, I know how popular FIFA is. I love me some FIFA. I can't really think of anything that compares to Madden where every single year I still have homies that in their late 30s, early 40s, that'll go out and buy the new version of Madden just because they're supposed to. Just because it feels like that's what you do. When the Madden cover comes out, we find out who's on it. We make a big deal out of it. And then when they release the game, we make a big deal out of it again. And what's crazy is it's been that way now. For over 30 years. There have been some successful video game series that started and they had a five, six year run and then they stopped. Maybe you still play those games. In the United States, and the reason I keep bringing that up is because I don't want to misconstrue how popular FIFA has been because FIFA has been threefold as popular even as the Madden series has. Every single year, people feel like they need to go out there and buy this game. So by far, it's the most successful video game series, sports video game series in the history of our country. Think about what I just said about John Madden. I said that he's the head of the most successful video game, sports video game series in the history of our country. Video games in the United States are huge, multi-billion dollar industry. It's not just like it was back in the day when if you were 10, 12, 15, 16, 20 years old, you put down the sticks. Now, Everybody plays. My great uncle plays video games. That dude's 67 years old. And John Madden has the most successful sports video game. John Madden might be one of the best NFL head coaches. And John Madden is probably the best 
football broadcaster of all time. You want to talk about a life well lived. I mean, most of us, our obituary is pretty obvious, right? Like, go to the top of my resume. What's the best thing that I did? Write a few lines about it. What's the first line when it comes to John Madden? When that comes out tomorrow or the next day, what's the first thing that's said about the great John Madden? So when it says John Madden passes away unexpectedly at the age of 85, what's the next thing that comes out? Does it say the great football coach, John Madden? Does it say the famous broadcaster, John Madden? Does it say the father of the best sports video game that this country has ever seen, John Madden? Which brings us to the Mount Rushmore of NFL figures. If we're just talking about the most important people, coaches, owners, general managers, quarterbacks, linebackers, defensive ends, running backs, wide receivers, we're just talking football here, commissioners. If you had anything to do with the game of football, who should be on your Mount Rushmore? Text me in 913-576-7610, and here's how I want to do this. I don't need four. If you can come up with four, that'd be great. But just give me the names that you think should definitely be on there. Because quite frankly, and I don't mean any offense to the Hunt family, Clark Hunt, Lamar, they're a great family. I think that Lamar Hunt should be on there. But I think if you asked a football fan outside of Kansas City, outside the region, there's a chance that his name might not come up as obviously as it probably did for you driving around right now or it did for me or Grant. When I said who should be on the Mount Rushmore of NFL figures, you definitely thought of Lamar Hunt. So did I. But I don't think Lamar Hunt's quite as obvious as John Madden. I think that John Madden is the only consensus that everybody whether you're listening right now in Siberia, Los Angeles, or Lee's Summit, and you're a football fan, would agree that if they built a Mount Rushmore statue in Canton, Ohio, outside the Hall of Fame, and had the four most important figureheads in the history of the NFL that have shaped the sport that we love, we would all have to agree that John Madden would be on there. Because maybe you think Lamar Hunt should be on there. Cool. I definitely do. Maybe you think Vince Lombardi should be on there. Cool. I have no problem with that. Are we going to put all coaches on there? Are we going to put Don Shula on there and say, okay, that's our four. That's our Mount Rushmore. Or are we going to say, no, you got to get an owner on there. Lamar Hunt. You got to get a coach on there. What about Bill Belichick or the aforementioned Don Shula? Or here's something crazy. How about a player? Should a player be on there? And if I asked you who the most important most recognizable player in the history of the NFL is, is Tom Brady. You could pretend like it's Barry Sanders because he was really fun to watch, or Lawrence Taylor because he's the best defensive player of all time, or Joe Namath because of the guarantee, or Joe Montana because he was Tom Brady before he came around. Let's not kid ourselves. I can't believe that there's still people out there, and I don't know if they still exist anymore. Then when you talk about the greatest quarterback of all time, talk about anybody other than Tom Brady. Which brings us to the next conversation. Patrick Mahomes still has a chance to be the greatest quarterback of all time. After last year, losing in the Super Bowl to Tom Brady, I thought, ah, damn. We've been talking about all this GOAT conversation, greatest of all time, the best start to a career, 
yada, yada, yada when it comes to Patrick Mahomes. But it kind of felt like the best quarterback of all time conversation ended in last year's Super Bowl because of how it went down and who it went down against. He was going head-to-head against Tom Brady. If he beats him all of a sudden, well, now Pat's got two. Brady only has five. He's almost halfway there, right? He's only played a handful of years. His numbers when it comes to passing yards and all those different things, winning percentage for the first five years are even better than Tom Brady. So if he can beat him head-to-head, we can still have that conversation that Patrick Mahomes is on the trajectory to be the greatest quarterback of all time. But then they lost, and Tom Brady won. And so Brady got to rack up another one. And Mahomes didn't get to put another one on his resume. And the way that it happened where the Chiefs didn't score an offensive touchdown and Brady was really good. I think that at least temporarily that conversation went by the wayside. It was, well, now Patrick Mahomes has a chance to be the second greatest quarterback of all time. The only way that conversation restarts is if he gets another crack at Brady. If he gets another crack at Tom Brady this year, and I think the NFL would salivate would drool all over themselves to see that. Yeah, they'd be fine if Aaron Rodgers and the Packers got there. Yeah, they'd be fine if America's team, the Cowboys, got there or the Rams or whatever. But don't get it twisted. The NFL wants their guy, Tom Brady, to go up against their guy, Patrick Mahomes, again, fully expecting the game will be more entertaining than it was a year ago. And if that happens, then we can restart the conversation of the greatest quarterback of all time if Patrick Mahomes goes out there, faces Tom Brady, and wins the Super Bowl. Because the only reason I think we don't have that conversation is because he got his ass kicked head-to-head. If he goes out there and beats him, let's keep talking about that on the other side. Grant Nicholson, sports machine Sean Levine. If you haven't heard, John Madden passed away earlier today at the age of 85. We'll be back on the other side. In for Binkley, I'm the sports machine. This is 610 Sports Radio. This is Bink at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. What's good in the neighborhood? Jay Binkley out, me in, me, sports machine. Grant Nicholson, 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com. Are you seeing this texture from the 620? He's coming for your head. Yeah, why are you so angry, bro? So we were talking about who would be on the uh, Mount Rushmore of the NFL. Somebody said John effing Madden wouldn't exist without Lamar. And they called me a dip. And then they sent in another text message saying basically the same thing. Look, I I think that Lamar should be. I think it's pretty obvious that Lamar should be. All I was saying is I don't think that Lamar is as obvious as John Madden. That's not any sort of disrespect to either one of those guys. I mean, hell, we're getting some texts here, Grant, that say, how could Tom Brady be on that because he's a cheater? Okay, well, fine. Then we can't come up with a consensus. And then somebody said... (laughs) From the 206, come on, machine. There's no more famous face of football than OJ. <laughs> I mean, I can't argue that, but are you, do you really think you're going to put John Madden, Howard Cosell, Don Shula, and OJ Simpson? Like, I, I, yeah. Someone tells me OJ's not making the list. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think so. Although, if you're just talking about most recognizable faces, then he might make that list. Yeah, because he was the most famous man in America for like three years. Isn't that crazy? Sometimes when I can't sleep at night and my mind starts wandering, that pops up for whatever reason. I'm like, it's 
I don't, the OJ trial? The OJ trial, something like that. Because I like conspiracy theories. I like like um, like true crime podcasts and all of that. And obviously, I love sports. I don't know if you've heard they call me the sports machine, the worst nickname in the history of sports and radio for that matter. But uh, yeah, it just like fascinates me that that actually happened. I know it's sad. It's tragic that it became such a big story. It's just crazy to think all that really happened. Aaron Hernandez. It's just crazy to think that that actually. You're telling me? During the week, this guy was catching passes from Tim Tebow. And then during the week at practice, he was catching passes from Tom Brady. And then on the weekends, he was the actual trigger man. What? I don't know. Maybe you count sheep or something, Grant. But that's what I think of. I don't know why. I do know why, actually. It's because (laughs) when I go down the YouTube wormhole, I either end up watching sports highlights or end up watching true crime and every now and again they cross paths you know the algorithm it's like oh this guy likes sports and this guy likes true crime i bet he'd like to hear the story of when ray caruth killed somebody and then i watch like an hour-long special (laughs) i mean it's not funny but it is what i do 913-576-7610 is the phone number call us text us grant nicholson sports machine sean levine here until 9 o'clock. We'll talk a lot of Chiefs coming up in the last hour because I said we were going to talk about the defense, which I think at this point you could argue is maybe not as good as the offense, maybe not, maybe doesn't have the ceiling of the offense. But when you talk about consistency and over the last month and a half, two months, the offense has been fine. It's It's been okay. It's been good. The defense has been great. It's been great. After the first month this year, If I would have told you that the Chiefs were going to turn this thing around and at some point win eight games in a row because of the defensive side of the ball, you would have said, bro, what's in your pipe and how do I get some of that stuff? You're crazy. You're nuts. This defense stinks. And you would have been right for the first two months of the season. And then the last two months, it's not like the defense has been better. It's not like the defense has been good. It's not even like the defense has been great. By the last two months, Chiefs fans, you have, by the numbers, whether you want to go with passing yards allowed, rushing yards allowed, total yards allowed, or the one that, in my opinion, matters most, points allowed, Chiefs fans, over the last two months, you have, wait for it, the second best defense in the National Football League. For two months now, during this eight-game winning streak, The Chiefs have the second-best defense in the National Football League. If that's real, if that has staying power, if that can continue through the playoffs, then go ahead and book your tickets right now to L.A. Well, I don't know if you got the money for it. Super Bowl tickets are uh, kind of expensive. I remember all the people. So we went down to Miami as a station a couple of years ago. It was great. And I remember how many texts to people that were like, I'm going to the Super Bowl. Well, you might think you are, and it sounds good until you actually look at the cost of those tickets, and then you probably end up in the Super Bowl city, but not actually at the Super Bowl. And there's nothing wrong with that. If you want to go to Miami a couple of years ago, cool, but not fork over ten grand to sit in the top row, I ain't mad at you. But I do think you should probably book your tickets if you do have that money because the Chiefs are going back to the Super Bowl. They're going back to the Super Bowl. We could pretend like it's a tough road ahead of them. We could pretend like the playoffs are always a crapshoot. But the Chiefs, 
path ahead of them right now with two weeks left in the regular season and a playoff run is more clear to get to the Super Bowl and, frankly, to win the Super Bowl this year than it has been throughout Patrick Mahomes' entire career. Let's go back to the first time he was a starting quarterback for this football team. They were great. He was the MVP, 50 touchdowns, 5,000 yards. You guys know the numbers. Lost in the AFC Championship game because Bill Belichick and Tom Brady were still the Patriots at that time. Very formidable foe eventually knocked you out. The next year, you guys remember the the path just to get to the Super Bowl. I mean, in theory, a team like Houston, they had won as many games as you did that year or close to it. They could beat you or a team like Tennessee. To me, it was a, a tough path just to get back to the Super Bowl. Or I should say just to get to the Super Bowl the first time around. And then you play the 49ers who obviously had a lead for most of that game. To me, that's a legitimate Super Bowl opponent. You knew at the beginning of the year. You knew it at the end of the year. They had a great defense, a great coach. The game was close. Last year, look at the path the Chiefs had to go through in the AFC. There were a bunch of good teams. Now, they were different teams. It wasn't Houston or New England anymore. But there was a a a somewhat difficult path once the playoffs come around. And then, obviously, Tampa Bay was a very formidable opponent, opponent that eventually ended up beating you. Of all those teams that I just named, the San Francisco 49ers, Houston Texans from a couple of years ago when they were winning the division back before they completely fell on hard times, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers from last year, even a team like Buffalo from last year in the AFC Championship game. Is that team out there right now, or am I just missing it? And I'm not just talking about to get to the Super Bowl through the AFC because I don't really think there's another. If we, if we all agree the Chiefs are a really good to great football team, I don't even think there's another really good team in the AFC. I don't. There's some good teams. Like the Colts are a good team. The Bills are a good team. The Bengals are a good team. They're definitely not a great team, and I'm not even going to give them the consideration to say they're really good. Like I thought Buffalo last year was really good. They're not really good this year. New England's okay. That's not a really good football team. And you can even extrapolate it over to the NFC. Is Green Bay a great football team? Yeah, I know they've got the best record in the NFL. But if you look over their record with a microscope, Cleveland should have beat them last week. Remember that nationally televised game against the Arizona Cardinals when the Cardinals screwed up the last play of the game? That would have been two more losses. And then all of a sudden, the Packers have the same record as the Cowboys and the Rams. That's not a great football team over there in Green Bay. I don't think that's a really good football team over there in Green Bay. I think they're good. I thought San Francisco was really good a couple of years ago. I thought Tampa Bay was really good a couple of years ago. I thought Buffalo was really good a couple of years ago. I think the Chiefs are really good right now. I don't think there's any other really good teams in the NFL. I don't. So only because that guy had such harsh words from the 6-2-0 when we were talking about Mount Rushmore. Who would be on your Chiefs Mount Rushmore now that I'm talking about it? Mahomes is obviously on there, right? Lamar's obviously on there, so that's two. Derek Thomas is on there, so that's three. I think I know who you're going to say is number four. But we'll talk about that coming up next. 913-576-7610. If we're making a Chiefs Mount Rushmore on this the day that the great John Madden passed away this morning at the age of 85. Patrick Mahomes can never throw another pass again, and he's on there. Derek Thomas is on there. Lamar Hunt is on there. But we got one more head to carve out. I think I know what you're going to say. 
913-576-7610. We'll talk about this on the other side right here on 610 Sports Radio. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.